0: Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. I'd like to begin by saying thank you for this invitation. I am the Reverend Dr. Mark Andrew Jefferson, and I bring greetings all the way from Alexandria, Virginia, and the Virginia Theological Seminary. I'm here because of the wonderful invitation of the clergy here, and they are assisting us with a wonderful task. Our seminary turns 200 years old next year, so we celebrate 200 years of service to the world and putting priests and ministers of the gospel to every place and to every corner of the known world. And I was asked by our dean and president to preach 200 sermons around the world to commemorate such an occasion. Uh, so in 2018, I began this interesting sojourn that has taken me to South Africa and to Honolulu, Chadron, Nebraska. It's taking me to Louisville and New York. It's taking me to Detroit and Phoenix, Houston and San Antonio. It has been a wonderful experience to see God's people and to be with God's folks. But it wouldn't be any fun if I didn't come and worship with you all today and you all even brought out the snow for me so for that I am grateful I would not want to be robbed of an Ohio experience without at least a smattering of snow and so I'm very grateful that you all have welcomed me into your space a very lovely space a wonderful place Um, the reputation of this parish extends far beyond its walls and I am very glad to be here So what we're going to do today over the course of our three services is to address our three readings. So you get the first installment today. So feel free to ask a neighbor or to stay or stick around or to stream the other service. Um, But for the time that's ours this morning, I'd like to briefly share with you from this thought, the process of pressing. The process of pressing. It's something about Knowing that your life is coming to an end that brings about levels of clarity. Maybe it's those moments of indecision or that opportunity to reflect upon the choices made, opportunities embraced and opportunities denied. It's that space to be able to think about what have I committed my life to doing and has it borne fruit? The Apostle Paul finds himself in this precarious predicament in the book of Philippians. He is finding himself staring into the yawning jaws of death. He understands that his life could be over with the wave of a hand. He's penning this letter to those Christians there in Philippi who were very kind and generous to him as he found himself in dire straits. That church of Philippi. That church that is known for its generosity, for its kindness, known for its staunchness in terms of its commitment to the Roman Empire. So much of Philippi was because of the growth that came from soldiers retiring and taking up home there in Philippi. They knew order. They knew hardness. They knew perseverance. They understood what it meant to be called to something higher. Indeed, they understood what it meant to press. This notion of pressing might seem old fashioned to some, for we live in a world that speaks of the quick and the instant, the instantaneous and the miraculous. We live in a world that lives with microwave theology, a theology that allows us to assume that we can pray and it shows up and God becomes our cosmic bellhop who responds to us based on our whims, wants, and possibly even our needs. And so Paul, writing to them, trying to get them to understand the depth of his conviction as one who's finding himself in prison, finding himself facing death, he says, you all understand what it means to press, but let me impress upon you what it means to press, for the internal combustion engine of Paul's pressing is not his own pride. No. Paul says, I have every reason to boast. I have the lineage. I have the class. I have the education. I have the connections. I'm in with the in crowd. But all of this is absolutely nothing. Paul's word for rubbish here is a little more colorful than what I would like to use in this space. But just know, Paul thought very little of awards that he has worked so hard to attain. And maybe like you, I found myself looking at what I've been able to do with my life and wondering, is it of any value? You look at your wall and you see a couple of things up there. You look at your desk and you begin to think about what have I pressed towards with my life? Have I pressed towards social admiration? Have I pressed towards likes, shares, and follows? Have I pressed towards making a profit? But the bigger question is, after all of that pressing, what have I arrived at? Paul is saying that he does not look upon his pressing and feel sad about it. If not, the process of his pressing led him to a higher revelation. He said, I want to know Christ. But this knowing of Christ is not superficial. It is not one side of the coin. It is not just the Christ that is high and lifted up. Paul says, no, in fact, I want to know this Christ, but I want to know him in the very intimate ways that he came to know us as humans. He says, I want to know him in the fellowship of his suffering and the power of his resurrection. I want to know him on the A side. And dare I even say, for those who remember, the B side of the tape. He wants to understand God through the fullness of Jesus Christ so that his ability to press on has deep, sustaining, and lasting value. He wants to know Christ so much so that it may upend his own way of doing things. It may upend his goals. It may up it may upend. His aspirations and it may even end his life but Paul says don't worry about me because I have this life and the vice grip this life does not have me but I have it because my pressing is properly motivated all that this world can do to me is kill me all they can do is extinguish the candle of my existence But that does not take away from the essence of the candle. Because Paul says very clearly and succinctly that it is knowing God so that living and dying are both gain. This world can't threaten me with bringing this good time to an end because to be with my God is the reason why I press. Maybe I've been pressed to bring this message to you today through a little bit of snow and a little bit of cold. Because this church is given so much to this community and even given so much to the state and this nation. Maybe the question that's being pressed upon us is what causes you to press? What is this church pressing towards in light of pandemic changing technical realities? What is this church pressing towards in terms of competing, contrasting, and even vitriolic political realities? The community of God, the communion of saints are being called to press higher than political party. For Paul is saying, even to those in Philippi, that though you have allegiance to your earthly way of doing things, there is a God who sits higher and superintends our intentions who judges the reasons why we press. So maybe you're sitting here today trying to figure out how can you be faithful to your family? How can you be a better employee, employer? How can you be a better and more robust citizen in this community? How can you be a more meaningful Christian in a world that seeks light in its persistent and pervasive darkness? Maybe we can start with the words of the Apostle Paul and we can begin to assess why we press. We press toward the mark of the high calling that's in Jesus our Lord, that high calling that causes us to put away the low things of this life, the high calling that causes us to assess, have we really given our best to God's effort? And if not, while we still have time, as we spin on this terrestrial ball, will we indeed meet the God of the universe in the pressing of our days. Amen.